what's going on guys and welcome back to another episode of the Kimura Chronicles it's your boy Jay Rance welcoming you guys along for a PFL3 quick recap I'm flying solo tonight my co-host Val Cisco will not be with us don't worry I got you covered with the PFL got you covered with the MMA craziness um we usually do our podcast Sundays, special edition, because if you guys know, since Wednesday, since hump day, it's going to be an overhaul weekend. And no, that is not a My Hero Academia pun, but um, yeah, it's going to be an overhaul with MMA. Yesterday, we had PFL3, which we're going to cover here really quick. And then um, tonight is Bellator 258, Archuleta versus Pettis, watching the prelims right now as I'm recording. You guys should check them out. And then tomorrow night, we got Waterson versus Rodriguez UFC fight night. So doing, like I said, we usually do it Sundays, but I want to split it up. We want to split it up here not to just have a lot in one show. So this is the PFL three quick recap. So let's just jump into this. And first of all, I just want to say PFL since their first PFL one of 2021, these guys have came with a freaking bang. They have been putting on some great fights from the prelims to the main card, short and sweet, four fights. Seeing that, seeing that buzz in MMA Twitter start roaring with PFL. I've been seeing a few tweets talking about, yo, PFL is better than UFC. I love how they do their fighting different. So definitely seeing the buzz that PFL is catching with the MMA world. And that's what's up. Another cool thing about PFL that I love you know, they interact with their fans. They've responded with us a few times. If you're out there watching the events and you're tweeting about it and you're hashtagging PFL, they're definitely going to respond to you. And that's pretty cool um, that they are very interactive with their fans. So let's just jump into this. Like I said, this is a quick recap. Um, they do their fights short and sweet. Their main cards are usually four fights. Nothing longer than that, which is kind of cool. I prefer that. I know our boy Val prefers that as well. So last night we saw some heavyweight action and women's lightweight action so let's just jump into the first fight of the night which was at women's lightweight we saw finalist excuse me finalist larissa pacheco welcome to the pfl the much anticipated anticipated you hear me i'm excited about this the much anticipated julia payet and in my opinion whoo payet drew the shortest straw because she drew a tough opponent. Larissa Pacheco, like I said, finalist. She went to war with Kayla Harrison, the reigning lightweight champion of PFL. They went to a decision. Some would say that was a little bit her hardest test that she has, and rightfully so. Pacheco's a beast. Kayla Harrison's a beast. Um, all Larissa needed was 51 seconds to notch the TKO victory in the first round over Payet. And, bro, did she just get mauled she got mauled the german fighter payet came in with a lot of hype into pfl she came in with a 3-0 record she has a few tkos and knockouts uh tkos and knockout wins to her name she has an arm triangle win under her name this is rightfully so the biggest limelight spot that she's had so maybe that's what it was yesterday a little bit of the jitters you know that adrenaline gets to you and anything that hits you you're just falling so immediately both women took the center of the cage they started landing some bombs pacheco caught her with a beautiful left hook and that was the beginning of the end, because after that left hook, Pacheco just swarmed all over her, and rightfully so, the referee jumped in to mercifully stop it, because uh, Payek was not going nowhere. She was just on the bottom, getting dominated, getting the ground and pound, and rightfully so, the ref jumped in, even when 
they pulled uh, Larissa off, you see that she was still distraught. She did not recover fully from that left hook. I mean, bro, Pacheco got some power. Pacheco's a beast. So, um, and like I said, 51 seconds, she picks up the quick six because we know PFL does point systems. So um, the faster you finish the fight, if you finish it in the first round, you get six points. If you finish it in the seconds, you get five. If you go to a decision, you get three. Kind of like that soccer table system. So we got Pacheco right now sitting on top of the women's lightweight division while Payek is sitting all the way at the bottom with zero points. For Julia, could be jitters. Like I said, her biggest limelight spot. She's fought over here, uh, over in Serbia FC. So I'm not going to count her out. Maybe it's a little bit of jitters. She does have her heart in the right place. She says once she wins a million dollars, she wants to use it for donations. So that's pretty fucking cool of her. I want to see her run deep in this division. But the problem is I don't see any dark horses in this division. That's the thing. Uh, Kayla Harrison, she's a monster. She's a monster. She was on this card as well. She was at the co-main event spot. She is a monster. Larissa, another monster. I think the division runs through both of these women. I don't see no dark horse. I think we will see a rematch of the 2019 finals between Pacheco and Harrison. So um, that's why I'm not counting her out. Pacheco sitting on top with those six points. That was phenomenal. A great way to kick off the card on ESPN. So the second fight of the night, which was another anticipated debut, was at the men's heavyweight, where we saw Mohamed Usman the elder brother of UFC welterweight champ, Kamar Usman, make his PFL debut against returning Brandon Salis. He was away from the sport for three years. Brandon Salis, shout out to you. You're the real MVP. You know, he's an army man, so he's always out in active duty. So that's pretty fucking cool what he does. So we saw the Hawaiian brother, Salis, pick up the win via rear naked choke in the second round. Yeah, he beat a Usman. He beat a Usman. Usman in the UFC is been on a fucking tear but over here brandon sailors put muhammad usman to sleep in the second round like a baby via rear naked choke the bout was good it was it was an intense con contested battle i'm not gonna lie a lot of back and forth a lot of hit-ins i think usman almost um, busted up sailors as well he ended the match kind of bloody sailors uh dropped usman a few times until that second round which he just swarmed him and caught the rear naked and that was it and he picked up the five points so um let's just jump into it usman the brother of kamar usman uh a lot of hype coming into this. A lot of hype coming into this. He has he has um, a record of seven and two right now. He was seven and one. He has five finishes to his name, knocking out Reggie Cato in 48 seconds, I believe. It was in Titan FC, so that's a lot of hype right there. Also, the name Usman carries a lot, so there was a lot riding on him. Um, he did say in a video package why he went to PFL. If you're probably asking yourself, but hey, this is a Usman, why is he not in UFC? He did say in a video package that. He did not want to go to the UFC because his brother's out there doing his thing. So he wants to build his brand elsewhere, you know? So that's pretty cool. Hats off to you. But I'll be the one to say it. I'll be the one to say it. You know, if you guys want to add us or whatever, you know, you get the handles at the end. I'll be the one to say it, though. I know why you chose PFL, brother. Because you're not ready for the UFC. Clearly, Mohamed Usman, and this is no disrespect to him. Mohamed Usman is not ready for the UFC. We know um, he started the sport kind of early. He got inspired by his younger brother, but he's still, still fucking green. Green as hell, and we saw this. I mean, no, no. If you guys want to add us, add us. But 
his skill set, if he would have brought that skill set that he brought yesterday to the UFC, like we like to say in the Bronx when we were growing up, and my boy Val knows what we're talking about, they would have ate his food. They would have definitely ate his food. His cardio was bad. I mean, by the first round, he was already fatigued. And you're going to say, oh, he's a big dude. He carries a lot of muscle. Understandably so. But I've seen big dudes with phenomenal cardio. So that's not even an excuse. I mean, if you have cardio, you have it. If you don't, you don't. Okay, we get it. That's it. Um, the techniques, the striking set, not crisp whatsoever. He was able to land on Brandon, but a lot of lunges, hooks, a lot of opening. Kind of like a Francis Ngannou before he started training with Kamar Usman, which blows my mind. Kamar Usman is your brother. He's your brother, so obviously he's not your brother keeper. He's over here with Nganu improving his striking. So what's going on though? But um, yeah, no disrespect to Brandon because he fought a phenomenal fight from the first round. He was working that leg. Maybe he also was a little bit intimidated. He said after that he was not intimidated, you know, by the Usman name, and he just shut that shit down. But um, no disrespect to Brandon. He did finish him. Don't get me wrong. He did finish him. But Usman would have not got out of the first round if it was in the UFC. Because any heavyweight in the UFC would have definitely put a caveat. Hell, I even say Greg Hardy would have knocked his block off. Usman's block off, honestly. So, now I see why you picked PFL, brother. But hey, I mean, you're 7-1. Definitely, you know, a lot of improvement left. Definitely need to work that cardio, though. But, um, like I said, no disrespect to Brandon Salis. He picked up the five points. He's sitting in fourth place right now. Overall, it was it was a fun fight. It was a, it was a fun fight. But um, sitting at the top of the heavyweight division, the men's heavyweight division is uh, Brandon Capazola. I mean Bruno Capazola, excuse me, which had that brutal knockout of 46 seconds of his opponent in the prelims, and he's sitting comfortably in first place. So yeah, but definitely, uh, Kamal Usman, he has he has to improve that cardio and a lot of things, man, because. For Usman, it did not look good for him, and he's going to have a long, long time in this PFL tournament. So let's just jump into the co-main event. Co-main event time. We return to the women's lightweight action where we saw the returning, the dangerous, the monster Kayla Harrison, who's the PFL lightweight champ, take on Mariana Moraes. And if you guys are thinking to yourself, or if you haven't seen the results and you're thinking to yourself... Kayla Harrison by domination guess what you were correct because she just mauled Marais in the first round and she picked up the TKO win excuse me she picked up the TKO win through through some nasty ground and pound some piston like freaking ground and pound like I was I was scared just watching this woman I'm like dude she is just on another level she was just beating up Marais once I saw once she she's just hella strong in the clinch she's just so strong we know she has that judo background and she is just so strong in the clinch she was able to get her rice rightfully so you know she has some judo to her name as well but it's just that power it was that power kayla harrison was able to power her with a simple trip with a simple trip i think uh florian or uh couture i was gonna say randy orton <laughs> randy couture was saying um don't get caught up with the simple things marais is not gonna get caught up and she did and I know my boy Val is loving this fight because he loves some judo. That's his shit right there. But um, yeah, so Kayla Harrison is so dominant. She picked up the TKO win in the first round via nasty ground and pound, kind of like Gunjack from Tekken. Uh, man, what can I say about Kayla Harrison? 
We know she's on another level. There is no slowing down this woman. No freaking slowing her down. She's the lightweight champion. She got that one milli that PFL gives to the winners. Also undefeated, 9-0, Olympic champion, judo background. And then if she's not already dangerous, if you guys saw the video package last week or this week, whether what week you caught it, she is now the legal guardian of her niece and nephew. And that just upped her intensity some more because we always knew she's a beast. We saw that Invicta featherweight debut where, where we saw that blood sacrifice of her opponent. But now with being the legal guardian of her niece and nephew, I think this just made her even more vicious because you saw her in the little video package i'm not letting nobody take food off their table i i you know i i f somebody up she was saying so that's definitely gonna make her even more of a problem like i said in the beginning the division runs through her and larissa nobody else honestly um but the talk of the town is the talk of the town is the super fight to get her to the ufc a lot of people i even post we posted it up on the page um Everybody wants to see Kayla Harrison versus Amanda Nunes. We do know that they both train out there in uh, Coconut Creek, Florida, uh, American top team. Kayla Harrison said it. She's coming for Amanda Nunes because she wants to be known as the baddest bitch. So it's a fight that's eventually going to happen. It's a fight that, you know, it has to happen because we got the top three women in the world right now, rightfully so. Amanda Nunes, Kayla Harrison, Valentina Shevchenko. Those are the top three women in the world right now. And I will not say Rose Namajunas because I do not believe she is top talent. Although good, but not top. You can add us. Um, we're definitely going to get a trilogy fight between Nunes and Shevchenko. Dana White said it's not going to happen unless they want it. We've seen Shevchenko saying it has to happen. The fans want it. The fans are clamoring for it. Um, Amanda Nunes right now is fighting Juliana Pena. We'll see how that match goes. But I think a trilogy between Valentina and Nunes is going to happen. That's going to X out. And I'm going to say a ballsy prediction here. I'm going to say it. Let's see if this ages well. If Kayla Harrison wins this tournament and she retains the strap, she gets the one milli, she will be called up by the UFC. And within a year or two, we will see Amanda Nunes versus Kayla Harrison. Jot it, mark it. You heard it here on the Kimura Chronicles. That fight is going to go down and ooh, that's going to be crazy. Let us know your opinions of that super fight when it goes down. Or if y'all just want to talk and have some fun, let us know at our pages and our handles because that's going to be crazy. But um, yeah, so we got Kayla Harrison just dominating, just dominating, honestly. As far as for Marais, let's see what's next for her, but... A lot of these women are going to have a tough time when they run into Pacheco and Harrison. So moving on to the main event. The main event was another debut. It was the vet Fabricio Verdum, the former UFC fighter, the former Strike Force fighter, Pride FC. This guy has a smorgasbord of gold medals, jiu-jitsu medals, championships, etc. World traveled, super vet. I think, I think this dude was like 43. He said he's going to call it quits in PFL. So this is the final run that we're going to get of Verdum. So soak it up. So soak it up, guys. This is the final time we're going to see him. This dude is a stud in the sport of MMA. We saw his debut. He was taking on Henan Ferreira. But we saw Henan Ferreira pick up the win via TKO in the first round, marred with some controversy. Um, the controversy is both men, you know, they exchange some blows. They get into the dirty work in the clinch. You know, let me just paint out a picture. They uh, 
do a little bit of cage work, they end up on the ground, they tussle a little bit on the ground, and then Verdum locks in the triangle. Immediately, we know Verdum is a savage on the ground. So, it's over. I'm saying it, everybody's saying it, he's not getting out of this. And rightfully so. The controversy is that he tapped. He tapped. The thing is that referee Keith Peterson, yeah, Mr. Booze and Cigarettes, you know, according to Dominic Cruz, is on the right side of the action. And we saw the tap come from the left side. And we saw Ferreira tap three times clearly. We got the video up on the page, guys. Go check that out. Um, you see him tap three times. And then Verdun tweeted, he says, you know, I'm old school, I respect the tap. Um, so once he felt the taps, he let go. But Keith Peterson did not see the taps. So once he released, Ferreira was like, okay, I got a second shot at this fight. And he just kept grounding and pounding Fabricio Verdum. Fabricio Verdum was, you know, left vulnerable because he stopped. He thought the fight was over, but it wasn't. So he just kept getting TKO'd. And Henning Ferreira picked up the win. A lot of controversy. So Fabricio Verdum lost his PFL debut, um, which... We learned today that Fabricio Verdun is actually filing an appeal with the Atlantic City uh, Commission because he wants that overruled. I don't know if it's a no contest or it's a, most likely a no contest. But um, yeah, so it kind of sucks seeing how this went down. And I know my boy Val is definitely a little bit kind of like meh about it because he loves himself some Fabricio Verdun. This dude has you know, always been a fan of him. So it, it kind of sucks to see him go that down that way as well. Keith Peterson is always a little bit around the, you know, the controversy nowadays, but I'm not going to blame Keith Peterson. Like I said, the tap came on the left side. He was on the right side. Yeah, it's his job to be on top of it, jumping around, but maybe in a jump around, he would have missed something. But whatever the case is, we saw Fabrizio Verdum lose his PFL debut via TKO in the first round. He's appealing to loss. We got Verdum sitting in seventh place right now. Meanwhile, Ferreira for now is sitting in the second spot, um, second spot, excuse me. And like I say for now, because he's going to get that appealed, I definitely think that's going to get overturned because the evidence is concrete and it's out there. So, guys, thank you for sticking around. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this PFL 3 quick recap. I had a ton of fun of doing it. You know, it kind of sucks that my boy Val's not here because... You know, he brings a whole new aspect to this and our craziness and our fun that we have here. Go check out some other podcasts so y'all can see what I'm talking about. So this wraps up this podcast. I was mentioning some handles and it's about that time. It's about the handle time. So if you guys want to reach us, talk to Val, talk to me or say, hey, your PFL3 review sucked, you know, or he did not tap or whatever it is. Kayla sucks. Nunez for life, whatever. Or if y'all just want to talk anything else, you know, I'm always responding and being, you know, quick with the feedbacks. Hit us up on TKC Podcast on Instagram. Our Twitter is TKC Podcast underscore. And the Facebook is The Kimura Chronicles. We're out there posting news, reviews, reaction, everything. We're out there interacting with you guys. Definitely join us for the fun and the craziness out there. We appreciate you guys. For my boy Val, I'll give his quick plugs. Lucha Val Cisco, that's his Twitter and that's his Instagram. If you want to hit him up, hit him up there. If you guys like a, the manga, if you guys like a, the anime, if you guys like a, the movie, anything pop culture, 
he has got you covered with our boy Jake that's out there at PCF Podcast. That's on Instagram, PCF Podcast on Twitter. And they just do a phenomenal job bringing you guys movie reviews, previews, news, everything. They just did a Mortal Kombat one, which is phenomenal. Go check that out. That's where you get your good pop culture shit out there. Um, and as for me, like I said, hit me up on the Kimura Chronicles. Uh, hit me up at the... Oh, another plug. I almost forgot. You see, this is where value usually comes in. Um, if you guys like wrestling, if you guys love MMA, but you love your wrestling and you like how we do things here, hit us up on EWA Elite Wrestling Audio. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we do everything out there like we do here with the MMA, but in the wrestling world. Reactions, reviews, news. The latest episode of Smart Mark Talk is out there. We just had some fun deep diving into some barbershop talk. Um, definitely check that out if you guys love wrestling. As for me, if you guys want to link me and say what's up, hey, what's up, Jay? Uh, hit me up at my Instagram and my Twitter, which is Sun Eater UA all together. And yes, that's the My Hero. I love My Hero. So if you want to talk about My Hero, hit me up. But yeah, don't give me no money because I just keep rambling. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this PFL 3 review real quick. And until the next one, we're going to have that Bellator 258 reaction and that UFC. Waterson versus Rodriguez reaction will be out too. So definitely thank you guys. Appreciate it. Much love and thank you. Take care.